Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the 23rd episode of the Unexamined Life Podcast. I am here today, as y'all can see immediately, with a special guest. We have Lee's Lady. How you doing? Hey. I'm, I'm doing all right. How about no. you? I, I, you know, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> Fair and as always, we have here Gaming Raga, a.k.a. Raga Muffins on Twitch. How you doing, my guy? Uh, for this week, looking forward to the sweet embrace of death. Wow. Wow. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I see I see you still got the you still got the, the beard, the, the, the beard and the goatee. The girlfriend got you up. Uh, Got you on fleek right now. I see you. I see you. Yeah, man. You were yep. talking about how you, you were going to cut it. it off. I was like, hey, yeah, man. it's still here. You know, it was all good when it was cooler out, but I'm trying to minimize hair now. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. It's hot, brother. It's so hot. In Canada, they're not big on AC. So it's sweltering, man. I was about to say, you in Canada. What do you mean it's hot? <laughs> it can't be that hot. It's Canada. Oh, it's hot. Oh, Eighty right. degrees up here is hot, bro. Global warming, baby. Anyway, so <laughs> so for this episode, being that we have Lee's here with us, we wanted to kind of just just kind of shoot the shizzle, if you will, and just kind of go back and forth on what's been going on in our lives, and then focus on Lee's and see what uh, let let's introduce you to the unexamined people if you will and so first and foremost i want to start out with a little bit of bitching <laughs> just a little just a tad bit because i had a lot of work that i was supposed to be getting done over the past week and all i got out of it out of all the work that i was supposed to be doing that kept getting distracted was now my wife's sister lives with us oh Oh, yeah. So um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, per se. You know, it's just it's new. And, you know, the, yeah, the, you know, and y'all know me. I'm cool as a cucumber, baby. However, <laughs> however, you know, they, you know, when the wife gets a little upset or when the wife starts to get a little you know, she's stressed out of her mind and I have to be like this big black pillow that's constantly just like, it'll be okay. Hug Aww. pillow man, you know, and, and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. it, it, we're getting to a point where it's starting to straighten out. But yeah, that would, that, that last week of what in the hell is going on it is just too much. What about y'all? Y'all got similar stories? Y'all got anything going on in your life? Hiding any bodies? No? Nothing Guys? I can think of. No bodies. No bodies. Maybe, uh, maybe a little, um, you know, dealing with. No, actually, everything is doing pretty peachy. No, actually, I did have to go to the grocery store the other day. That was a pain. That's about as bad as it's been this week for me. Good Lord, man. So you're having a good week is what you're yeah. trying to say. <laughs> I yeah, so. that sounds, I think I am. That sounds pretty great to me. If that's the if that's the most stressful thing you've had. Jesus. Man, that's that's I mean, well, do you have like social anxiety? Is uh, that absolutely Oh, you do. Oh. Hundred percent. Hundred and ten percent. Yes. And then where I live, I mean, and where the grocery store is, you know, it's not always 
it's not always people that I trust the most. Let's put it that way. Um, not as many masks as I would like to see. Okay. Well, I, I mm. mean, I could definitely understand that. We've had our, our vaccine uh, episode so far where uh, Raga was like, I don't think I'm going to get it. And then he got Corona. <laughs> Ooh, he look at his face. Look at he, <laughs> I that's forward to, I was looking forward to getting Corona, right? I was looking forward to it. I, I'd rather get my antibodies that way. I'm young, I'm healthy. I've never had any major issues and I've mm. Corona's ass. It had me it had me in bed for like a couple of days with a fever. Wow. And a bad cough. I'm I'm all right. Oh I'm yeah, you keep variant in the mouth. Mm. Yeah, you mm. forgot. I, I forgot Superman was over here. <laughs> Lord knows. Lord knows that joke would have me issues. under the earth. Just 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 out. But all right, all right, yeah. all right. So please. Have have you seen our show before? Have you have you seen what we do here? What we talk about? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, one time I was live, and then other than that, I've watched like a few little vids here. I've perused, perused. So, how do you think you're going to fit into this in, in into this show? Like, I don't know if this is a one time thing or if it could be more, but. Tell me, like, what, what what do you bring to the show? What do you, what 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 topics do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I mean, I certainly have uh, a lot of interest in uh, politics, although I've been kind of tuned out of it for uh, the last several months, uh, just for my own sanity's sake, for the most part. Um, but yeah, I I love I actually kind of love politics and. Uh, I also, I also, you know, I can be very opinionated. I can be very opinionated. And sometimes those opinions differ from uh, maybe a more normal perspective. And so I think, uh, I think I could have some, some interesting takes on some of the otter topics that you guys explore. Yeah. And, and so we were talking yesterday as to what, you know, we should talk about with you on, which we're going to do the main things uh, next, I guess, next time you're on, maybe. But let me ask you a question, because okay. it was the, it was the one thing that really caught me when we were discussing. And it was your referral to certain to a certain person, a a <laughs> a, a Jimmy Dore. <laughs> and you, oh. you, she, she was yep. like, she was like, there's going to be some disagreements with the Jimmy Dore esque, <laughs> you know, yep. talking points. And uh, yep. I think that's a good. I think for today, I think that's a good place to start before I start with my crazy shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what, what, what? How do you feel about Jimmy Dore? Because we're gonna disagree, but I want to know that I want to know from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think the context you were saying something about like a topic, the topics that might be covered on the show, and in, involved like the squad and double quotes and oh. their uh, their like failures to do something or another. Which yeah, which those rats. Me, which struck me as a Jimmy Dore esque. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I, I mean, there's 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 things I agree about it where where I think I diverge from Jimmy and those those that general uh, vibe the is Geminites. sort of <laughs> the <whole Gemini. laughs> 
where I sort of diverge is about like sort of the antagonizing of them, like endlessly. It feels, it seems like the expectations that Jimmy has of progressive left-wing, uh, of color, women, politicians, you name it, any of those categories, mix and match them, have them separate. He seems to uh, be interested in antagonizing those people and interestingly, rarely if ever antagonizing right-wingers or Republicans or, uh, you know, white straight men. And again, I'm not saying that that he doesn't criticize those people, but generally, like for the vast majority, it seems like he's he's uh, capitalized almost on this this audience who wants to hear somebody trash talking progressive and leftist politicians. Which which there are great valid criticisms there, but I don't see why we should because I I I, I fed it I I ate it up for a while. I did because uh, the presidential election was happening. Uh, the primary, I mean, the primary was happening. And, um, you know, we were all excited. I don't know about you, but I, I, I certainly was excited. There was a variety of candidates. Uh, it seemed like uh, the Democrats might, might not be able to thwart it. Of course they did. Uh, for a minute there, it seemed good. It seemed good until North Carolina. Then everything went, went to hell. Um, and, uh, and, the Iowa caucus came up and things were bad and it became pretty clear that uh, the DNC was going to obstruct someone like Bernie Sanders being able to rise up and uh, have even a chance in the primary. And, and Obama, Mr. Yeah. Telephone himself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And right. And so this this goes in perfectly because Jimmy because I was watching Jimmy at this time. I mean, uh, I, I like watching uh, political streamers. I like watching people who broadcast shows about politics. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of a, a fan of that stuff. And, and Jimmy is just among that, you know, buffet of pundits that I that I, I had enjoyed. And and, and I I bought into that that anger because because it, it felt like why don't you guys fight harder against the DNC why don't you call them out more why, why don't you um, do more to um, challenge the Democratic establishment and it, and you know Bernie saying things like Joe Joe is a friend of mine Joe's a friend of mine you know these kinds of things on the debate stage which was like very disappointing you know and I and I and so I I understood that um, and then it it just kept going for Jimmy. Like it seemed like once the primaries were over uh, and move, continuing uh, the elect the presidential elections over, it just seemed like like he just stuck with this brand of of antagonizing uh, uh, leftists. Which again, criticizing them, I'm fine with. But it 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 just it just bothered me how. Um, how it taught, it was teaching me to be angry at the the only people who have a prayer, just a prayer, at at shifting the the establishment any direction but right <laughs> or center, and and uh, and and there are people that that otherwise wouldn't even be in Congress, right? Like like people of color, women, and whatnot. They're the only ones. 
uh, and and it's like you're gonna antagonize only them. It just or especially them. It just seems unfair a little bit. And um, and again, I wish they would. Of course, there's more that I wish they would do. But it is it is the establishment. It is the government. It is the U.S. government. Like it's going to be pretty rigid and messed up and have all of its BS wrapped into it. And they're, they're politicians, you know, they're politicians in that system. If they, if they weren't willing to play the game a little, they wouldn't be politicians. Let me, I don't like the game. Let me ask, let me ask you. Yeah. Who would you be more upset with? The person who you know, isn't trying to help you and continues to screw you over or the people who claim to want to help you, but then at every chance they have the opportunity to help you, they do exactly what the other people do, who you already knew were going to screw you. The only thing I say to this, because I feel like if you, if, if you, um, I, I completely understand how you could come away with the viewpoint. And it may be the correct viewpoint, but I have heard him go after a ton of people on both sides. I mean, just to first approach the the uh, only attacking or mostly attacking like, you know, the women of color in, you know, that are in politics. I mean, he he calls Bernie a cuck. Like well, every other, like every, yeah, but that's the thing. You know, the Democrats and the Republicans are trying to screw you. Who, like, it's when the people who you expect to not screw you and to fight for you, like, I, I'm not, I'm not validating what he does. I'm merely saying I can understand because, like, if, if somebody tells, if somebody tells, um, like if a if a if a friend of mine comes up to me and they're like, "Yeah, I cheated on my on my husband or on my significant other." I'm like, "Well, yo, that's that's crappy of you. Well, I want to hear more." You know, but still that's pretty crappy, but I guess you live your life. Now, if my wife comes up to me and says the same thing, the person who I've put the trust in to not do something like that, I think it makes more sense for me to be that it makes more sense that I would be angrier at her as opposed to someone who honestly I didn't expect anything out of except for friendship. If you get where I'm trying to come from with that, I don't know. Do you? And it, 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 I do. See what I'm saying? So I like, do. like I know for a fact that Jimmy cares and that's more than I can say for just about anyone else like every other politician because they speak the game but they never step up when the time's there and if it takes someone being that way to them to show them that they're being hypocritical like i've never heard him say anything racist i've never heard him say anything sexist I've only heard him say things. Now, you you make the lips, so please tell me. But I've never heard those things. I've only ever heard him say, this is what you said you were about, but this is the way you're acting. And that's that's my experience. And he cares because, 
of his medical issue where, you know, his whole body tried to collapse and killed him before he even got a name. So, like, for him to be fighting for Medicare for All, I feel I feel Lynn's credence to, to like, just how much he wants it. I, I just, I don't know. Like, he goes to the right-wing people. Like, he'll be on Fox News because Fox News will have him. CNN won't. I mean, we, he was the first person, if, if you remember, he was the first person to actually give Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez any media and he had her on he was the first because he believed in what she was doing now she's making excuses he's hurt he's butthurt like <laughs> he really is he's butthurt about it so I get the antagonizing nature because some people say you don't uh you know it it does no good to do that my personal opinion is that it didn't do any good to not do that. So everybody attacking so how you see. Hmm? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, uh, no, please. Civility isn't really moving the needle, honestly. Uh, it, just being polite and cordial. Um, you know, like where has it gotten anyone in politics? Like if you're, if you're not, as far as I can tell in today's media climate, if you're not antagonizing, getting people's attention, no one's listening to you, no one's paying attention to you, no one's, your message isn't really getting out. And where, what has civility really gotten anyone in America? What's, what's being nice to your politicians got you, but being ignored, right? Well, like it's when you yeah. get in people's faces is when things have more of a potential to change because they've been ignoring you for so long. And after a while, you can only be so nice when somebody, you, you've run out of cheeks to turn. Now it's time to start hitting back. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I think about like like who's whose role is that to to express that is, you know, it, Jimmy Dore absolutely. Um us absolutely. You know, if if AOC were to come out swinging the same way Jimmy Dore was, she'd be out of there, you know? And maybe we'd be like, "Well, great. I'm glad she's out of there." Like we didn't need her anyway or something. But then we would have one less woman of color in Congress who at least at least and, in, and it's not much. I agree. She doesn't do as much as I want her to do. But um, she's still there. She's still there. And I think like trying to take her down actually makes it harder for our issues, uh, leftist progressive issues to find their way in. And, um, and not only that, but, uh, you know, she, she is, she isn't, to me, she isn't there to uh, get me new things or do things for me. I I think of politicians. I, I look. I don't have a very. I don't think very highly of politicians in general across the board. And so it's like, first of all, you're a politician, so you have that going against you. And um, <laughs> you know, like like they're already doing that. But like that, those are the people who uh, cast votes uh, that matter. Sometimes she doesn't cast a vote that she says she will. It's true. Um, yes, uh, they have those powers. And at the same time, they also have another power, which is um, public influence. And I think that that uh, is, is worth uh, commending, even if, 
even if you, it seems like they're stabbing you in, in the back, which is, which is, you know, but is she, is she really, I mean, I mean, if, if she were to have voted uh, uh, against something, would that have made the difference? I don't know. Maybe, maybe in some, I'm sure Jimmy has 13 examples, um, but I, I don't think it makes sense for her to um, just, tarnish trash her opportunity um and then the other thing i wanted to say too uh was in terms of, of jimmy going after uh uh you know only people who are stabbing you in the back or that's not exactly what you said but you mentioned that uh would you rather have somebody uh uh screwing you over and being honest about it or somebody screwing you over with a smile um i mean i wouldn't have either honestly i would rather have neither and and to me it seems like to focus more on people who are in in this you know example uh stabbing you in the back while smiling in your face like i just think that 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 is i don't think it's justification for letting the other people uh, off the hook and and going on on Fox News and certain shows on there where they have history of being ridiculously racist and ridiculously sexist and uh, classist and and to go on there and to and to sometimes validate those those television shows like Tucker Carlson or something I think is in and of itself um, kind of kind of giving a pass to. Uh, these these people who are screwing you over and being honest about it, which it's like, why would you, if if you're not, if you don't like people who are screwing you over and not being honest about it, why would you support people who are screwing you over and being honest? Like that seems worse to me. Well, know? see, it wasn't screwing over with a smile; it was just screwing over when they weren't supposed to. But also, the biggest thing people have been arguing for the past shit six years now is that we can't talk to each other anymore there's no lane for discourse isn't that what he would be doing going to those other places like it is a, like fox news is a platform he doesn't go on there and say and none of the none of his um none of his appearances on fox news have ever been about ocasio-cortez None of them. It's been about him talking about like the war or basically the war efforts and how the industrial or what is it called? The industrial complex, the war industrial complex is screwing us all over. Now, I get it. I get the idea of like, well, he shouldn't be on those shows. But if those are the shows that people are watching that honestly, would you rather, for instance, would you rather them hear Jimmy go on there and go to town on Trump like he did and say what Trump would need to do to be an actual good president? Or would you, ha would you rather the advice come from Tucker Carlson, who doesn't have even Jimmy's stance and will, in fact, call anybody of color that works in government everything short of the most derogatory thing you could say or do you want jimmy on there going hey trump if you really want to be a good president for the people how about you do this and then lay out actual populist talking points that would benefit people 
Well, I think if if you believe that uh, those media outlets are that there's there's any value to getting a message out on those outlets, then yeah, I guess I would rather have them have them there. But it's I not, don't it, it, I don't believe that those outlets have uh, any political value other than to bolster their bases that they're connected to, they're associated with. I just think that those people are lost. The, the, the people who are running it are lost and Jimmy's there as a foil at, at best. And then maybe like, like uh, an alternative right-wing perspective. So, but like, this is the thing. It's not what I believe. It's what the people believe. It's like, you Those can't get, no, see. So you're they have to oh, find media no, outside no, of no, mainstream. That's the and, only way that they're going to get reached. Is and if what's they their stop do- watching those channels. And until they do that, like, if, there's no and hope. If, and if they and if they don't, then wouldn't you say Jimmy coming on there and saying things that he that they might go, huh? Huh? Mm. You don't think they Jimmy won't. could even if it's to bring them to his channel? They think you think if they go to his channel, they're not going to find their way to like a Kyle Kalinsky or because somebody who watches Fox News also watch YouTube like in that stuff, like watch politics on YouTube. Well, my mom broke the cycle of of MSNBC and and hopped on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. She got away from mainstream news when she she just yeah, she she quit cable, but she still wanted to watch MSNBC, tried everything she could. And now she watches YouTube politicians or, or like nice. politics uh, from like I See, gave her I gave her Kyle Kalinske and now she's she's all about it. But was it like, Jimmy Dore it, being on Fox that did that? Probably not. Well, it's the fact that she didn't want to pay a cable bill anymore. That's what that's what got that. She didn't want to pay. She didn't <laughs> want to pay reason. for stupid TV, TV anymore anyway. But she that I'm I'm kind of of the, of the belief that the only reason I ended up watching YouTube politics is because I saw. I think it was Kyle. Uh, they 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 made the mistake of letting him on CNN some years ago, I think, <laughs> and that's what I was like. Oh, I remember who's this guy. Yeah, they made the mistake of letting him on on CNN. That's how I found out about him, and then then I got to him, and then I just I branched out from there. I was with the Young Turks for a little bit way back in the day. That was a bloody mistake. Those guys are a joke. Now, People- um, yes, but yeah, they are. It, it, you let they let him on once. They let him on once, and he, that that segment I was like, this guy's fiery. I like him because and I, I hopped on YouTube, and there we go. There are a ton of people, and and now when you say there, the people are lost. I agree, but that doesn't mean they can't be found. Just like the only way you break, like if if you grew up in a family that has a cycle of racism, you stay within the eco chamber. That's what gives you your belief structure that makes you yourself a racist. And then you go out into the world with those thoughts. If someone can, the only thing that breaks that is people actually like not being stuck in that chamber. And when it comes down to it, you may not believe that people see someone on TV and, you know, be like, you know, what? Let me go see what he's talking about on his stuff. But that's how it happens. Anything that offers up a voice that you don't hear on the regular, that's going to be the thing that that can bring. Can they is OK? Let me ask you this. Is there a possibility that they'll break out of it if they don't know anything else exists? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Like, like, like uh, the example uh, that Raga just gave. I mean, do you think you would have never found uh, Young Turks, Kyle Kalinske, et cetera, if you hadn't seen Kyle Kalinske on MSC? Do you really think that you wouldn't have looked for something outside of that news? Or do you think you would have been stuck in that cycle eternally without Kyle Kalinske miraculously finally being on MSNBC? Many people will. I, That's I think how I they have been stuck. Yeah. yeah, many people are stuck. stuck. I, was an, I was an average MS, uh, MSNBC viewer during the Bush years, and Rachel Maddow was my number one until it's, I don't know, the, it, something about it seems sketchy. Like, I feel like I'm getting lied to, and I'm not entirely sure why. So when I started, like, just looking around online to find different voices, I was like, I think I'm getting bullshitted here. Then that's that's how I ended up getting online. and then But I didn't stick with it. And then I saw that. And then I saw Kyle. I was like, "Okay, I want to get back on the internet and really give us a look to find some alternative perspectives on on YouTube." And that's pretty much all I watch now. I don't think it can change everybody. I really don't. But the, I do believe that the more the more different diversity. This is the power of diversity. The more diversity you have around you, the more you're going to be interested in diverging from a specific path. Like, you're not going to just wake up one day, in my opinion, and just be like, hey, like something has to cause it. Whether or not it's you wake up one day and you're like, hey, these politicians is shit. <laughs> I don't feel like hearing this because somebody's lying to me. Like you say it, somebody's lying to me, but you don't know where to go. You have that one guy that jumps up and says something on if they're on the channel. Yeah, it can cause people to branch away because you go to like whether or not uh, let's move on to somebody because Jimmy is controversial. He's a controversial figure. Do you know Crystal and Cigar from the Hill? I do. Or Saga? I do. Yeah, I was no longer of the Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No longer. They just they just broke out to do their own thing. They just I, left. I love it. Good. I love it. And and Crystal mm-hmm. is doing the show with Kyle Kalinske. So and they actually oh. had a crossover with Sagar's podcast yesterday. And so yesterday, so yeah, I, I, I still got to watch yeah, I still got to yeah. go back and watch that. Joint. Sager, the right winger who voted for Donald Trump. Mm, uh, did he? I'm not sure. Did he? did he? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did of he? course he did. He okay. interviewed the guy. He was he 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 was a vocal supporter. He just kept well, he kept it quiet most of the time, but whenever it came up, he wasn't dishonest about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and see all, all that's I'm looking ca- for is honesty. He seems like an honest dude. He's like not. you can be Republican <laughs> and not a piece of garbage. Is he not an honest dude? See, I no, think he, he is. Be news to me. I think he I think he is, but I believe that he does believe in certain things that don't jive with what i believe in and that's what that that's why i like the hill because you have him on one side where he's like i believe false equivalency wait what false equivalency it just sounds like you're you're saying that 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 having a balanced perspective is better or something like having somebody who is on the right wing uh even if as long as they're being honest like is okay but as long me, as they're... those are the enemy if they're on the right wing those that is my enemy okay no matter what and, and i i feel like but i i, I, that, I feel half, like that's half of america is your enemy 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 then is that how not you the people not the people it's different when you're a pundit it's different when you're a politician it's different when you're an activist if you're a but person the who same votes, values though it's about the same values though who has the same values 
like Sagar shares the same values as other Republicans in the country. They might not yeah. align perfectly, but no one's political views align perfectly, but they're still on the same side. So you yeah. said the entire like 50 percent, like 170 million person. people are your enemy. I'm not saying the average person. I'm saying people who are campaigning for right wing causes, people who are uh, bolstering the right wing propaganda machine. Those are the people so that are my enemy. They're champions. Like soccer. And the, do you the champions of the right are they are your yes. enemy? Yes. See now this okay. is see now this is what interests me in that because I well, hold on one second because let's say I think it's important. Ren in chat said I think it's important to note how all pundits' primary jobs are to get eyes and engagement before spreading information, and being controversial is a great way to do oh. so. It is, it is, but I don't. How would you put it? No matter what, I believe in a discourse. I believe that we should talk about that. Now, just like in certain situations where there's certain things you can't have a discourse on. If your belief is you're black, therefore you ain't worth shit and deserve to die, we can't have a conversation on that. There's only one <laughs> side. There's only one side to that, okay? Now, in other situations, there are people who believe in two in in a different way that they feel the world should be run, a, or the country should be run. And a lot of these things get conflated to not even fall within the category of Democrat or Republican anymore. I've ne like I don't agree with Sagar on everything, but he's never ever come out talking anything that was remotely racist so. i like so what exactly on the right side is it that he says that gets you that that makes you think he's your enemy like i, mean, I just look at him as a having a supporter of he gave donald trump a platform he interviewed the guy i mean he 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 supports those positions and there are times on the hill when he would slip in just a little like like well i think this and this is this what he had like an episode about pornography or something like anti-pornography like some really weird crap like that and again he keeps a lot of his views quiet which is why i don't think he's honest i think that 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 i mean tucker carlson he talks about it all the time he's his old boss Fuck Tucker Carlson. All right. Yeah. Tucker Carlson. Oh, we yeah. can agree on that. We can agree on that. Oh, yeah. And, and he he always spoke well of Tucker. He never criticized Tucker Carlson. And so to me, this is just as bad as saying uh, I hate all black people or something because because it is revealing this deeper uh, support and this 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 more public support in a in a way uh, of oppressive uh, policies of oppress of people who support oppressive policies uh, of politicians and and stuff like that. It seems to me like Sauger is uh, devoted to the right wing. He's just willing to sort of keep a lot of that quiet. Meanwhile, he's holding those beliefs. And I, again, I don't know if you know this, but he he there's a there's an interview with him where he's interviewing Donald Trump. And I'm telling you, it's yeah. the most, it's like he's simping for the guy. It's, I mean, look, that's just my opinion on it, obviously. But it seems pretty oh. clear to me that he bolsters. And and, le and look, let me just say one thing. So so when I was watching that, and this could just be me, when I was watching The Hill, I, I felt like I would 
think to myself, well, maybe everybody on the right isn't so bad. And that to me is a poison idea. And to me, I have kind of a wacky theory that the Hill is just this was just this this experiment to sort of uh, uh, turn progressives into alt writers. I mean, it it, it it lured progressives in. It lured progressives in. Okay, it lured progressives in, and then it it normalized people like uh, Tucker Carlson. It normalized people like Sauger, where you guys are defending him, even though he fights against our causes, progressive causes. And so it's it's it's, and you might say there's overlap. Well, sure, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that uh, those people should be uh, given a platform. That's another thing I want to say is that uh, in. In this country, I have a, and this might, this might clarify a lot. In this country, I have a huge problem with uh, the idea of freedom of speech. I do. And, and this, and this might seem shocking. You have but, a problem with it? I do. Oh, absolutely. I'm just sitting by and enjoying. Right. Please keep going. I'm going to recline for this one. All right. Yes. Let's it. Oh, no worries. I got it. So, uh, uh, I, I hold this belief very deeply because, uh, look, Everything should not be free speech. Hate speech should not be free speech, period. That's my opinion. That's my take. That's what I advocate for because uh, I think having uh, certain messages put out there can lead uh, lead people down very dangerous paths. It can normalize certain thoughts, ideas, uh, beliefs, behaviors, uh, that are toxic and are dangerous. Uh, for example, right-wing propaganda. And I'm not saying right-wingers, obviously they have a place in this country and there's nothing I can do about that. And I don't want them to not say anything. But what I do want to hear less of is, uh, is, is hateful rhetoric, even if it's, even if it's like, you know, dog whistling, you know, it, to me, that that itself should not be considered free speech. And so it's sort of this, 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 this strange thing that I see uh, from certain progressives, uh, pundit progressives, is that they, they'll, they'll say, you know, I'll, 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 uh, what is, what is the saying? I'll fight for, but I, I, I disagree with what you say, but I'll, I disagree with what you say, but I'll die for your right to say whatever you want or something like that. And, and like, to me, yeah, I'll die for your it, right to say it. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's that's really absurd and uh, doesn't make sense because I'm not going to fight for somebody to be super racist. I'm not going to fight for someone to be classist, for someone to, uh, especially if they're in a position of power or influence. And so, again, I'm not saying we should criminalize it, but I think about uh, other countries like Germany where it's it, it there are laws about uh, whether or not hate speech uh, can be expressed, certain flags, certain insignia, you can't deny the Holocaust, right? Things like this. And so I think that uh, there is a place for for speech to uh, to be considered uh, to be considered uh, worth not listening to. Okay, we had an episode about this. Where I went through an entire, first and foremost, I agree with you. Also, uh, we had an episode about this as to what could be done. Because the idea, like, it used to be in the idea of freedom of speech that, like, ideas would be presented. 
And then they would basically joust with the ideas that would combat them. And anything that didn't pass that test would fall away. It would be something that's like, yeah, that's dumb. On to the next topic that we'll be thinking about. And that doesn't happen anymore. Everything stands. And so, yeah, people have the right to spread misinformation and hate speech. Um, and we tried to come up with a way that that could be changed in a way that it wouldn't lead to a slippery slope. And that's kind of where we got hung up. But I, I before we get too far away from it, I want to go back to the saga point that you made because it kind of rolled from that directly into this, which I agree with you on certain things. But Sagar didn't like I'm trying to go back through my memory because he had no shortage of criticisms for Trump on the Hill. And the reason if I if if I'm remembering this correctly, which I might not be, but I know he and Crystal talked about it constantly was that. They both believe in populist ideologies, which mostly coincide with what people would consider left sensibilities. They just disagree with particulars as far as how to enact those changes. And when I what I remember him saying about Trump is that he's a that he's a failure and that he that he never stayed true to the most important important part of his platform which was him talking like he won basically by being a populist he won by trying to by trying to do the same thing that bernie sanders does only he's not tactful and he's a racist <laughs> he's, he's he's a piece of shit human being <laughs> but it's that they were both like that's why even Trump came out and was like the the hardest fight I would have would be against Bernie Sanders because he knows like like even though I tend to agree uh with um Jimmy Dore on Bernie Sanders because there's an actual like interview that did that you can find of Bernie Sanders where He's not willing to be hated. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to be hated because he said that he didn't want to end up like Ralph Nader, which means he's not willing to stick to his guns enough to actually go toe to toe against the party to make changes. They won't do what the what the Tea Party did to the Republicans. Like these these are those things. This is why I feel like someone being upset at at the the like the people who say they're fighting for us and f all these other democrats we're the ones fighting for you stick with us we're gonna do it and then we do nothing it's because they're failing a strategy that already worked for the republicans like when the tea party came in into the republican party they literally made the head of the republican party quit because they were so disruptive and even Ocasio-Cortez says, when she first came in, was like, we got to be disruptive. We can't do it the same way that, that they've been doing it all these years. Now you have interviews with her, and she's saying the exact opposite. I think that there's, you can call that out without being racist. 
You can call that out without being someone who's beating up on women. But rotate that back around to the freedom of speech. And that is, it, it. like I said, we did a whole episode on that. And I agree with you, actually, because it is damning. It is something that is actually hurting America. The fact that there is no, there's no one actually delegating fact from fiction and nobody's look like critiquing what people are saying and that's one of the that's one of the main reasons I like some of the people I like because I feel like if they actually were able to get to the government floor it would look like the British Parliament which I don't know. Have you seen videos of the British Parliament? It is the craziest shit. Yes, like, it is. Awesome. I, I, I wish, I wish that like the Senate and the House. I wish it or it, it worked like that. I, I really mean, you have do. It in Canada, and it is fun because yeah. I just want a much better system. I just want somebody to look at <laughs> yeah. like to to hear some of the things that people say, and just be like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Like, like, answer like a real human would. Like, like if someone, like, I always remember this one where it was a, um, there was a Republican senator who was talking to, uh, he was talking to, uh, a basically scientist, the inter scientist here, and he was trying to explain that it like global warming and the ice caps are like are like ice cubes in a water glass or something like he just said the most outlandish <laughs> shit and the side pardon me the scientist was just looking at him like and i'm like i really want that scientist to just be like dude what the fuck are you talking about but no one does that and i feel like that's that's what it's come down to like if you were actually getting to the point with like in those halls you'd literally be kicked out and I think that would be amazing, though, like because it shows and, and we're not going to go into the we're not going to yeah. see now you're speaking my language. See, because all in all, everybody knows who has been here before. I believe it's over. That's my true belief that we're done and not just America. I mean, humanity. We're well, done. Okay. We're, no, no, yeah, 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 of course. I got to take it that next level so you disagree exactly. with me. Listen to this guy. Yeah. Oh. Listen no, to this guy. Like, I think it's, no, I think that we've reached a point where the degradation is so bad that no matter what, the system itself won't allow anything yeah. to happen until everything fails. That's like, why we have to fight outside of the system. That's why fighting the system is worthless. There's no point. What we have to do is we have to fight locally. We have to fight uh, people who have who are in positions of power, but trying to function within that system where we can't speak like they do in the parliament or whatever, like that's useless. Trying to change that, there's no reason to do that. It's totally worthless. But but what you can do is you can say, okay, look, in my local area, they have this policy that means that um, you know, somebody who is uh, caught doing sex work or something has to go and do this particular type of thing and that particular type of thing. Again, I'm not being specific at all. Yeah, but yeah. What yeah, I'm, yeah. but what I'm saying is, is that there are local 
uh, policies that affect marginalized groups, people who are experiencing oppression, whether it be racially, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, class, uh, disability, um, uh, profession, whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, there are those local policies. And, and if we don't fight those, if we don't change those, then we're not helping the people who are being affected by them. Because that, to me, community organizing is the only way. Uh, misanthropy is, is pretty useless to me. It's fun to think about. To me, it's like a philosophical concept. Like it's fun to talk about, fun to think about. But uh, what I care about are the people. I care about the people that I see. I care about the people that I know who are homeless. I care about the people that I know who are incarcerated and are reincarcerated and reincarcerated by no fault of their own. Those are the people that I care about. And those are the people that I fight for. I don't care about uh, AOC. Like AOC, she's on a whole other level, man. She's just somebody, she's a, she's a suit, she's a face. But you know what? At least she isn't uh, spreading and supporting hateful ideology. At least she isn't uh, uh, upholding uh, those, 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 those pol. I mean, she is upholding some of those policies with her votes, but but she isn't expressing uh, the same ideology, which to me is the only way that anything would change in some zeitgeisty way. Uh, is if if slowly the conversation, if slowly people's minds and, and and views are changing. But but again, you can't control that for people. It's just like, oh look, wow, there's some more women of color in there who are who are willing to uh, say things that I've never ever heard a politician say before. And I gotta say, I'm pretty glad that somebody is saying it. And I'm not glad that that some freaking Republican is saying something really terrible but he's honest about it like i don't give a crap about that and so to me and so let me just bring it back like to me it's 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 not about the people who are up top to me it's about the people who are lower down and and you know uh local city officials uh people like that judges uh these are the people that uh we should be going after and we should be organizing against and protesting um not fighting AOC like 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 she's somebody who who is is there to be a politician and whatever but what i care about is what is going to change the day-to-day -day life of the people that i know are suffering and influencing your local politicians that's pretty much what what that's going to take but the thing is like i agree with you that fighting the, fighting the system makes no sense it's built to withstand you know, challenges from the public as it stands right now. It's been reorganized to withstand public pressure to a certain point, but you also can't get systematic change without people within the system, right? It's either the system breaks completely or you change it from the inside. So what are you willing to do? Tear it all down or influence the people who are within the system? You only have two choices. There aren't any alternatives. You got to just let things go as they may. Like we don't have control over everything. At some point we have to relinquish control. You know, and it's just, it, we've it already changes. Given up on the control though. The, the, you Americans have already left, haven't been in control of your country for a, quite a long time now. Your control has been gone for a bit. So do you continue? Like, do you, you have you control you of your me? country? Do you have control of your country? By, by control, I mean, as a Canadian, we can influence our government way more than you guys can influence yours. Well, yeah, that would be great. You but can tell. It's not I mean, if you look at if you look if you look at the out if you look at the outside of the most of the most democratic countries, meaning those the, where where the people actually have a say in, in in the governing of your of your country, I don't think the U.S. is in the top twenty. 
no. in the so-called shining it's city terrible. of the hill. It's Canada's hard. top 10. United States listen, the, the, our politicians have to listen to us if they want power to a certain extent, because that's that just the way the system's set up. So that by, the t by saying we have control of our country, we can influence our politicians. When we get pissed off, they listen. I mean, but we have to get real loud. You guys can get real loud all you want, and they'll just ignore you. That's not true. That's not true. Now, yes, it That's can happen, but true. local. I'd like local, to see you point to any change. I mean, I, okay. Change. You can't okay. get Americans or politicians to. to you can't okay. get uh, American. All of Americans agree that the sky is Man, blue. I'll, can I just you're, say I'm enjoying so the hell out of this? <laughs> you're just talking in generalities. Anything, like, and I want to get specific. Because generality and being and, and not being focused is how America got where it is today. Being lackadaisical and like, ah, somebody else will handle it. Oh, let's just keep going with the flow. When are people going to actually stand up and bloody well do something about it? They are. People do are. Community organizers, it. activists Not are. enough. I mean, more. <laughs> it's need they're, more. They're, they're, there's they're there's resisting there are 400 a million of you system. and there's a few million doing the work. See, you're blaming Where the people, the which is the problem. And that's what they thats what they are able to do to keep power is by convincing others and us that it's our responsibility to do better. And I know, I feel like Jimmy Dore would make this argument any it day. It is your responsibility to do better. It's your it, country. It is, without, <laughs> without the people, it, the government have nothing. Well, without the people, the government have nothing. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, look, no, no, it's, no, it's, no. it's hard. Disagree. There's the, no way look, the people look, look. are responsible for the direction of their country. Well, then, OK, so then weren't you earlier telling me that it was wrong of me to uh, talk about uh, the uh, right wing Americans because uh, they are half of the country and that matters? It's it to me. It, it does matter. You can't me, get anything done. So, without so you don't hold them it's accountable. A two party system. You're not talking about them. Are oh, you? No, I'm, I, I'm talking about the American people, which would include Republicans, Democrats, independents, okay. Green Party, right. all of y'all. And you can't just it's like not black us people can't get anything done in America without white folks. The, the left can't get anything done in the country without the right. Come together and bloody well do something <laughs> about it, or bicker until the end of time. <laughs> I or don't believe the that end of time. for a second. I don't believe that for mm. a second. We don't need the right. We okay. don't need that at all. We we need it. We don't have a we have a system that we can't function in. It's it's pointless. There is no hope. There is no way. The they're, they're short of a revolution, which isn't going to happen. So it's we're too comfortable in this country. And and for you to blame Americans, it's just it doesn't make any sense because there has been a system that our, our country understand how our country was founded. Imperialism. Literally, some some white people came here and and slaughtered all the people who are already here. And and guess what? That is the culture that has continued to persist and continues to exist to this day. We will always always have that as our foundation and therefore there is no breaking out of that we have to accept that and there is nothing we can do to change that the only thing that i care about are the people and if you think that people aren't making change then you're looking in the wrong places you're watching too much jimmy Dore and not enough of uh, or, or or meeting up with local activists like community organizations that are happening uh and again you're not you're not an american but 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 I did live there you, for, the, for for like half my you life. You're Simon Simon Tennessee saying that they're that the Americans are both too comfortable and doing something about the doing something about at the same time. Some are is, yes, some are, and and but the thing is, it doesn't. If if ten people 
which is not as many as I'm talking about, but if 10 people start a revolution, it's not really a revolution. Like, like it can't be everybody. And, and the thing is, is we can't, I'm not, not going to expect people to do that. I, I wish, but, but what, but that's useless. Hope is useless. It's not going to happen. All that I care about is what is going to make the lives of the people that I do care about better. And what do I, what are the, the steps to get there? What are the local small steps that I can take to make that happen? Not just, not just change everybody's views, not just like convince Americans to do this or have the left and right come together. Like to me, that's all platitudes or, or, and just like, it, it doesn't mean anything. But what does mean something is what is a local law and who is the person who sits in the office that uh, that can be uh, pressured to change that law. And to me, that's all that matters. And anything else is just rhetoric. Democrats mm. and Republicans can come together to screw you guys, but they can't come together to save you. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. They, they do it every day they, like they work the Democrats and Republicans tell you tell the American one one uh, the American people one thing and then behind the closed doors do something completely that so completely what? like what does it have to country. do what do you what mean it? so what it's it's on the surface so there's okay. no policies no action no nothing at there all are. that has come from from um, okay so it so is it is it then how do you change policy if people don't come I'm if they don't you. come together and work for the people instead of working for the people that pay them? It, you can't. If they can, you, if you they have can work to do for the corporations, they should be able to work for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Corporate. I mean, that's it. I mean, we can't do anything about the corporations. Like again, another thing that's way out of our control. We have no power over that. What we can do is accept that we have this life. We have this time and we have this family, we have this community and we have to protect them. At least that's the way I think about it. And and anything else to me is just like ego. Anything else to me is just uh, for fun, like like consuming politics. Like, wow, it's interesting. It's 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 uh, discourse, but it's not actual change. And actual change starts at the ground level. And I just and this idea that Republicans and Democrats behind closed doors, like whatever, I don't give a shit about that. What I care about are the actual ways to make people's lives better. And if and if that's and if that's not in and you could say, well, let's have Jimmy Dore do this Medicare for all right now vote, force the vote or whatever. And like and like that's not a terrible idea, but it 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 it's not going to make as big of a difference in somebody's life as uh, as trying to get, let's say, the eligibility in a, within a certain area or something for Medicaid to 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 have it so people with certain disabilities or certain illnesses are accepted who weren't otherwise accepted. Like like it's like it's chunking things up into the actual like bits and pieces of the policies is the only way. To get anywhere and it's not about and it's not worrying about the zeitgeisty cultural thing like that is just so lofty and and untouchable but what isn't untouchable are those those little things that make huge differences in people's lives but nobody cares to look into it somebody does but not a lot of people not enough people and you might say oh hey i'm just going back to saying people aren't aren't doing enough and I'm blaming the Americans. I'm not. I'm just saying that uh, there are these avenues and community organizers and activists are doing that.
that. And they are doing the work of getting people to be more aware of that and make change in their local communities and do things like that. And those are the people who should be lifted up and 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 criticize that they're doing bad, but they're but the people I'm talking about aren't. Um, I don't think it makes sense to go after these high level politicians. I think that's just an, a distraction. I think those are just are just you know easy low hanging fruit. That that there's really there's nothing that can come out of that. Uh, it's like winning the lottery or something. If you're actually going to make big change on that level, but if you would make a big local change, that is possible. That is possible, and that can influence other areas. That can spread. That can change people's lives. That's well, what me, what what my belief. You have to focus on. Well, let me let me ask because I have just good. sat back and enjoyed all of this. I, as y'all know, I didn't try to jump in <laughs> once. I've just enjoyed the back and forth so much discourse. But let me ask you, please. Just like when we were talking about Door, and I think him doing the People's Party is a good idea. Um, and, but wouldn't you say that the biggest change could come from both? Two, two people on people at the ground level, community level, and people going at the people who would actually be able to make it right. Like you, you said, you don't Maybe. think you said you don't think that the eligibility for Medicaid, you know, you, or you think that would have been bigger than Medicare for all. I didn't That's say the, that. I think, I think Medicare for all is great. I have no problem. No, I just no, don't no. Think, you said it was yeah. great, but you said it wouldn't affect as many people. Not well in, in terms of what would actually happen. Right. It's like, it's like what is actually going to make the change and what is a long shot. See, and I'm looking at the actual uh, things that can happen as opposed to just influencing the culture. See, but the only people who made it a long shot were the people who said they were for it and didn't do it. They were going to I mean, they weren't going to do it. Like, like, I think it's, See, it's foolish to expect them to do it. I think but that, is that it, is a trap. I think it's foolish to take any politician at their word. Yes, I agree with you there. But. If you have these people who are saying their whole point in the political status is to be that disruptor, trying to Culturally. get them, trying to get them to do that, both ways could have been cool. You have the people on the but ground, it be, but it won't happen. It won't happen if nobody does anything true, which is why there is validity in pressuring them to do what they said and what they were elected to do. Yeah, sure, you can do it. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that there are other priorities that matter as well, like things that will actually help people right now. I think that there are problems that can be most definitely solved on a local level and that local changes will amount to big changes. But I also believe that there are things that have to be changed on the big on the big side of the coin or it's not gonna stand like that's that's why i think it's over because no matter like you might change your neighborhood okay your neighborhood gets these awesome changes and grows and then other people start telling you or start being like well i like that place 
And then those people that run that other place that doesn't have the policies are going to come talk to the people that run your policies. Because that's how it works. There is no stop in the chain. The reason the people at the low level aren't like in the low level government aren't making these huge changes that even some of them say they they want done is because if they do, the bigger level is just going to replace them. That I mean, they're going to replace them just like they tried to do many others who were trying to go against whether it was Democrat or Republican. I think they're both shit parties. I, to, to be just straight out there, I think they're all shit. The Democrats are literally just virtue signalers that talk about how much they care. And then, like Raga said, in the, in the dark of night, sign off on the same shit that fucks everybody. And then... The Republicans, they do it. The only difference is they're going to tell you they're going to do it. Now, back to the, uh, that reminds me of what you were saying earlier, where you were saying it doesn't bring me ease that somebody's fucking me just because I know they're being honest. I think that that down, I think that that is a good, it is better. Because so many people, it's why we have such a problem with grifters right now. It's why we have the, dis, the disinformation that you were complaining about. That's why we have them. All those people are out there saying things they don't believe in. They're just saying it to get clicks and to attach themselves to the unending culture war for whatever fucking reason. And, <laughs> but it gets them money, gets them fame. If someone actually... The, have you ever tried to argue somebody that doesn't believe what they what they speak? Probably. Every day. Yeah. It's very easy because they don't actually have anything to back up what they don't believe in. It's it, they just don't. They they have no information. Someone who actually believes in something can lay out why they believe it and you actually have a way to then approach them. Whereas a person who doesn't believe what they say will say it no matter what because they're no longer applying or how would you say? They no longer have any tether to reason or logic. But if someone actually believes it, they have something there that you might be able to change their mind on. Because their mind is set in one place. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to sit there and be like, well, you know, you know, Trump, he, be, you know, he believes that, and, you know, Mexicans are bad and everybody that's not white is bad. We, we should hear him out because I think he really believes it. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not my point. But what I'm saying is, as it comes down to the lower level people that you're talking about, that can, where the change can happen. That's where it matters because, yeah. because it's breaking, once again, their, their eco chamber or their echo chamber. It's you're not letting them just take in bullshit. You're cutting it off at the pass and being like, hey, I hear what you're saying, but about what you're saying, have you seen blah, 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 and not just, you know, Go look up I'm right.com, but actually bring facts to them. It, it, like they, whether or not you think it changes anything, that's where change can happen. Can happen. Like I always say, it's not the 
It's not the pebble that's thrown into the river that makes the change. It's the ripples. And that's what you have to deal with is the fact that everybody is constantly taking in information if they're open to it. If. If they're open to it. But I believe that difference of if is whether or not they truly believe what they say they believe. And I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather have a conversation with someone who believes what they say than someone who's playing devil's advocate. Because I hate devil's advocate. Why the hell would you bring up a point that you don't believe in? Like, what's the point of the conversation at that point? Like, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no point trying to be reached. But, but, with that, Liz, I hand it back over to you. You are lighting it up. I love it. I love it. I, I, we may not agree. Like, let's say we may not agree on certain things or see yeah. eye to eye on certain things, but the conversation is what I love. Just like when we were talking yeah. to Jamie. When we were talking to Jamie and he was like, I hate all politics because the conversation never goes anywhere. Nothing could ever be changed. Blah, 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 blah. And, <laughs> that and, sounds like Jamie. Yeah, that does sound like Jamie, doesn't it? Old Queensbrew. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but, but I, I do. I, I think it's everything. The conversation about why, the, even the conversation about why the conversation shouldn't be happening is important. So, so it just puts things out there. Who knows? Maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe you're not. Are we trying to change each other's minds or are we just having a good conversation? I like to think it's just a good conversation. Whatever changes may come, it's from the ripples, baby. It's from the ripples. There so there has been some wild conversation going on in the chat. I've been keeping an eye on it and I'm not touching that. All right, I'm not looking. Yeah, I'm not touching yeah, any of that. Y'all came hey, in ready on, today. Man. Now, mind you, I'm reading it. I love what y'all are doing yeah, because you're, sta- you're staying. No, 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 Ren. Ren, you, no, are always, no, you are always welcome. I'm just saying I don't want to get into that because we don't have that long. <laughs> we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have yeah, long enough to go through everything I've seen in this chat. So... Maybe, maybe another time, or maybe we, maybe we could have everybody on. How about that? We haven't done a round table on here. We should have it. Cause okay. Perfect example or not example, but Liz, let me ask you, would you be interested? And, and I, I think I know your answer, but, uh, uh, but we'll see. Would you be interested if we had like a round table and that round table had a Trump supporter on it? Oh God. Um, uh, I think that that's pretty dumb. I think I would only do that if I, for some reason, was desperate to get ahead in my, uh, you know, media career, which I'm not. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Okay. See. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 my brain. I think I'd end up being very, very angry. See, yeah, there's no point. See, the thing is, I, I just, for me, I think um, one of the main things that's levied against, like, against the uh, other show that I do, which is Made in Dreams, uh, people have complained about it to their friends, never to us, really. We just hear about it on the back end, is um, people believe that we are 
How would I put this? That we're that we're negative. That we we speak about negative stuff, and um, you know how we shouldn't bring up anything negative, and I do it because, like I said a moment ago, the conversation about why the conversation shouldn't be happening is important to me, like all of it, because speaking to someone you. Do you, I, I, SNL sucks, okay? Let's just get that out of the way. I don't want to hear anything about it. Yeah. SNL SNL sucks. It hasn't been great in a long time. Terrible. You they have a a good a good skit like maybe 3 times a year. A couple okay? Times a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but did anyone ever see the the um the episode of Black Jeopardy with Tom Hanks? Yes. That's why no, I think sure that's why I think the conversation is important. Because a lot of the things that a lot of the tensions come from dehumanization. And sometimes it takes someone being like, "Oh, you like that too?" or "Oh, that that's what you do too, because the whole point of the of the skit was that they had, you know, black people on there, and then they had Tom Hanks who was playing like a redneck Trump supporter, and the way he was answering things and the way they were answering things started to line up to humanize both sides. It was one of the most evenly split things they've ever done on SNL, having to do with. Uh, Having to do having to do with uh, right and left politics, but um, that's why it would be interesting to me, because I think it is that moment of like maybe they it would take I, I it would take someone being in my opinion like stupid to not know some of the things that you'll hear from you know some of some of these supporters from both sides to be honest and i know that as a negative connotation now because of a certain president and his response to charlottesville which is where my wife's from um but i really do think there is a humanizing element that can be found in the conversation so i would be interested in having it but i completely completely understand someone being like I don't need that in my life. <laughs> it's not that I don't need it in my life. It's that it's 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 not going to do anyone any good other than the people who are trying to get attention for the controversial conversation. I mean, it's it's to me the example that you're talking about the the jeopardy of course it's just a sketch. Um but but the idea of um relating about these things you didn't know you related about to me the only way that that actually happens in my opinion is with real empathy that is to say you have a cousin or a neighbor or a friend or a a, a co-worker i don't know something that is in your somebody who is in your life i don't think that that a television show obviously this is a sketch it's but 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 I don't think media or culture is going to do anything. I don't think that you can influence somebody to realize those things. I don't think I can sit down with somebody in one conversation and convince them of anything. I think that 
I think that in this case, and I think that uh, what the only way, the only way you can get people to understand those things they have in common and the things that they're that are different is if they are in a relationship of some kind where they are willing to engage in truly empathic, uh, you know, feelings, behaviors. Uh, that's the only way. And if and if you know they're they're disconnected from that. Um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything, but the person themselves has to want to care about somebody who, uh, is in this proverbial, uh, different category that maybe we can reach across. Hmm. See, I think that also, I think you learn empathy when you can humanize someone. Right. I mean, and so that's what I'm saying. I, so, Humanized so, by being around them as a human, not yeah. not watching a, a, a video of them or or something. Actually meeting and having like you know the difference between having a roommate or or a partner live with you and you know a, a friend on the internet or even just a friend in general. I mean, having somebody who is in your life constantly, someone who is there, someone that you care about and you're willing to learn about and learns about you, and you get to have that connection i think that that's really the only way that's why it would be see the the only i i don't disagree with you but that's the thing would we be having the round table to convince them as you said it or would it just be a round table to try to set up that exact thing you said might work which is just a, just just a conversation I'm not here to tell you. I'm not here to. T I'm. I can definitely disagree with something someone has said, but we're just having a talk. Like I've seen less change people's lives, so I don't want to like, give that person a platform. I don't want to be a part of that person getting a platform because to me those views don't deserve it, and and they have a platform enough. And the thing is, the people who believe in the stuff that that person is saying are going to believe in it anyway, and they're going to hear it differently. I'm sure you've seen on YouTube where people will post a video like Kyle Kalinske gets shredded by you know a right winger or something, and then we watch it and we say, no, he didn't, right? But from their perspective, he did. And so to me, it doesn't really matter if you, you know, do this ultimate takedown of somebody in a, in a conversation, mm -hmm. the other side is going to mm -hmm. see what they want to see. And so yeah. at the end of the day, all that it is, is in my, in my opinion, is a promotion uh, of those views that I don't like at all to begin with. So why would I want them to be promoted? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Interesting. I've had this same conversation. I've been on the other side of it. I realize now, um, talking about uh, Joe Rogan. Mm. So, uh, understanding the power of his uh, the power of his platform, but alas, alas, is there something else we want to go into? Because, I mean, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Is there something else you feel strongly about, Lee's? Tell me something else. Tell well, me something else about you. Well, about me? Well, well I, I mean, mean I'll, I'll your feels. This. Yeah, I'll say this. Like, like look, I, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I care about the people uh, uh, who are hurting, the people that I can uh, make a change in their life for. Uh, uh, that's what I care about more than anything. So I... I used to work at a law clinic, uh, which is like a health clinic. You can go in there, get healthcare. You don't have to, you know, necessarily pay much money, maybe a copay. Uh, same kind of thing, except for legal issues. 
And specifically, uh, this was a clinic that that uh, was available to people uh, who uh, were uh, either uh, people of color, uh, gay, trans, lesbian, queer, intersex, et cetera, and, and, and had intersections between those. And so that, that was like the, the people and we would help other people, but like it, it was the, our intention and our, our focus was on, uh, uh, people that, that this, that the, I guess, mission of the place saw as, uh, those who aren't getting issues addressed, uh, for them. And so, uh, something that would come up sometimes uh, for uh, some transgender folks who would uh, come to us, there'd be people who are incarcerated, all right? Trans people who are incarcerated. Of course, uh, if they're a trans woman, they're gonna be in a men's prison um, most of the time, which first of all, look, so do I think somebody who uh, did some heinous crime uh, and happens to be a trans woman deserves to be in a man, men's prison. I mean, I don't think so. Uh, but going off of that, going away from that extreme example, um, somebody who got in the prison system for some reason that they didn't deserve to be in there. I, I would write letters with them. I would write letters with these people. It was, it was kind of uh, one of my jobs to uh, correspond with people who were incarcerated, trans uh, people who were incarcerated, um, via letters, because that's the only way you can communicate with them. And, you know, I, I, I relate to, and I understand the things that they would go through, uh, in terms of discrimination, uh, access to healthcare. These are things that I see on the streets. These are things that I see in my, with my coworkers. Um, but, but here we have somebody who is incarcerated dealing with these things, which was a whole other level of, of oppression. And it's like, like, look, like, am I going to get you know, some big politician to, to, to talk about the prison industrial complex, maybe, probably not, doesn't really matter, isn't going to affect that person. But what did help that person was um, writing legal correspondence with them and helping them petition to be able to get the surgeries, the healthcare, the hormones that they needed to complete their transition. And, and in doing that, it happened. And, and even though they could still, they would still write and talk about how bad it was there. Uh, they would add at the end, you know, but I'm so glad that, that you guys were able to help me get this thing that I never thought I could have. And to me, that is, that is where the real work is. And that's just one person. Um, there are people who are, uh, homeless that we would work with people who, uh, got kicked out for some reason because they're gay and they they're they didn't like that their partner was living with them. I mean this happens. It may sound like, you know, something that that all oh, that doesn't happen anymore. We have gay pride flags everywhere. All the companies are supporting it. But but that doesn't mean that these these underlying problems aren't still there. And so, you know, even something that seems as benign as a gay relationship uh, can can prompt discrimination from tenants and landlords. And then uh, through a series of non-specific events, that is to say, it's not like the landlord says, you're gay, you're out of here, right? It's like, because, uh, and again, I'm not trying to, I don't want to describe it too specifically uh, for anonymity reasons, but, but um, you know, it, the landlord finds other things to, to get 
and you hear about this with employment discrimination, another thing yeah. that we would deal with a lot, same kind of stuff. And, and what we could do is, is help those people uh, uh, have, and we didn't always help. And that was the thing. We did not always help. Like we could, there are some things that the system is just more powerful than could we can possibly do even a smidgen for. And that's just the way it is. Um, but, but if we could help people do a little something to get them a little more justice in their day-to-day lives, um, to me, that was, those were the victories that matter. And those are the victories that I care about. Um, and, and in the case of, of those folks, um, they didn't end up getting back into that housing. Um, they ended up in, in homeless shelters. And I mean, when, by the time I left, they were still in homeless shelters. Um, and they just go from shelter to shelter and maybe they get kicked out or maybe in that shelter, uh, a fight breaks out and is targeted at them or something happens. They realize they, they're not safe at that one and they end up back on the streets. And it's, it's, hmm. it's just, it's something that, that I, that's what I care about more than anything, because, because getting somebody to change their mind at a high level is only worth it to me if I know that there is, let's say, I'll do my research. I'll say, okay, so coming up is the end of so-and-so's term. Coming up is a vote on this particular piece of legislation. This particular piece of legislation would make it illegal for landlords to do this one thing that would have made it impossible for them to uh, get this person kicked out of the house. Or something. The, the, these these folks. So so I would find who is the person who sits in. Who is the person who's going to have the most influence on that vote on that piece of legislation? And I will. And I and we did this. We would go to their build outside their buildings. We'd get. We send a, a message out to. I would you know our community, our the people we worked with, uh, and they would come together. We would set up a protest, and uh, we have practice. We'd have practice with this stuff. People who do dry runs, somebody who's watching for cops. They've got a walkie-talkie. They've got a cell phone. They've got whatever they can to say. Okay, the cops are moving in. Like we got to do this now, and uh, we just we we train everybody to make sure that they know what to do and what not to do, and uh, we prepare for this one action. Uh, we we uh, we go and we get supplies, whether it be balloons or or signs, whatever it is, and we go out there and we plan it very carefully, and we strategically uh, find a way to influence those people, and and um, and so that's that to me is the ultimate way to make change is to uh, actually do things that that help people who are hurting more so than changing. Uh, these more broad cultural uh, uh, things. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, given your background, I, I, I don't doubt you that it makes sense to me. It's just, like I said, yeah. I, for me personally, I just believe both ways. If there's a change, like I believe it's all over, but I believe if somebody's going to try to attack something, having a multi-pronged attack is always best. But where you will see the change more directly and probably faster is definitely ground level. It's definitely right. on the streets and in your neighborhood. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I, I can get behind um, that Raga, What you got? You know, as, as only an, an American by green card, um, you know, I, I did live there, but you know, there's, because I grew up there and I see what, how 
how things ended up for black folks like y'all in america have only been equal for like 50 years right didn't really have much of a time much of a chance to you know stand up and you know create things for yourself and why why i believe in like attacking at a governmental level because i i look back to to the days of when lincoln uh promised new, newly freed slaves 40 acres in a mule well 20 acres then they get up to 40 acres it was going to be written into law or into the constitution and he gets shot next guy comes in extremely conservative rolls it all back i think that changed that level if that would have stuck around and you know black folks were able to build generational wealth from way back then 180 something years ago to now would the, the the entire landscape of the United, United States would be different. That's why I believe national politics and influencing people at that level matters. Because yeah. just John Wilkes Booth set black folks back hundreds of years. That mother, he, he fucked y'all royally. And the that that's that always sticks on my head when someone when when it's presented to me that you know national politics don't matter local politics do matter and if you want to see immediate impact going after local politicians is the way to go because it's it's right there in front of you if they don't please you they're out um and you can be way more influential but on a grander scale if things like that would have stayed in place it would have changed the lives of tens of millions of people and I think you need you need to look at both of need to have a, a pressure applied to apply to them. I don't know how much, but it's got to be significant, and there has to be change at the high level at the highest level, or it's going to be slow, slow, slow go going with only little pockets of America doing better where there is where there are people like Lee's trying to get getting out there and getting in people's faces and the places where that's not happening they will continue to stagnate when the federal government could influence them on a broader level <laughs> and force change where there is no activism what would you have uh, done differently if you if you would have been fighting for national politics in that time and you were in America do you think there there would have been something that you could do to maybe make it so John Wilkes Booth didn't assassinate President Lincoln? That's not where you could affect change because if that was possible, it, it wouldn't happen. He was the president of the United States. You know, he, he's he's he, there. There's nothing I could have done as a regular person to stop that without knowing the plan ahead of time. Right. But but you're saying it's, it's not it's not the I, stopping the killing it's literally just the fact that the piece of legislation that was being pushed by that person got taken off the table because yeah, Andrew Jackson came, comes in yeah because he got murdered Andrew Jackson comes in and is like now fuck this it's out of here now that's what I would have fought rallied as many people as I could to fight that getting scrapped because I mean this is post civil war post uh post reconstruction post like slavery black people were owed that and i would have fought to make sure that, that stayed on the table if you win that battle the last 180 years for black people in the united states is a hell of a lot different and that's what i'm talking about do you think you would have been able to fight what if you were trying to survive and you were dealing with racism you know that would be something that would depends. make it a lot harder and people can't necessarily they don't have the capacity to do that i'll go for the layup response and say like you know uh 
Martin Luther King and Malcolm X could have just gone with the flow, but they decided to fight against insurmountable odds. What seemed yeah. to be insurmountable. Yeah, then there are exceptional people all throughout history. Could mm-hmm. do I know if I would have been one of those people then? I have no idea, but I like to think I would have been. Um I don't, I'm not trying to put any shine on uh American gods because of everything that went down with that show and uh Orlando Jones. But but uh um, oh, he played were. a character called Mr. Nancy, which um uh, uh, Anansi, uh, the spider god, basically. Ah. And mm-hmm. um, he basically appears to slaves on uh, a slave ship and starts telling them about the future of, of being black in America. It is one of the most powerful performances I've ever seen. It, if, you haven't, if you haven't seen it, just I'm going look, to. Yeah, just look up like Mr. Nancy boat scene. And it is fantastic. Just and he ended up getting removed from the show because of oh oh oh. There's no good. There's no. There's no safe way to say this. A white dude came who wears his hat crooked with 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 like a Malcolm X thing on it. Told told him that he was not portraying the right message to black America. So <laughs> what? Oh my uh, God. It was a, it was a huge thing. It was a huge wow. thing that, that happened with fell out with that. And yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Really Just, sad. but yeah, because that I, I don't know what would have to happen, oh, but, but straight up, they need like they need to do because there's a book, uh, Neil Gaiman or Gaiman, however you want to say it. I believe it's Gaiman, uh, wrote the books, but for American Gods, and uh, there's one called um, The Anansi Boys, and those two books I would definitely say for people to read because it's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, but that yeah, that just reminded me. Of that, because if anybody hadn't seen that scene, you need to go get those goosebumps real quick. Um, yeah, I got it pulled up for the side. Ed- wait a minute, added to cart. Added what to cart? Ed- cart. What? What cart? Don't, it don't, now? No, don't buy that show. The book. Oh, the oh the book. A Nazi book. Oh, yeah. Start start with American Gods. <laughs> I thought I was no money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start with American Gods and then go to Anansi Boys, if it, because it's it's you. Anansi Boys is more focused on that character, but it, because it's well, I don't want to tell you anything. But Miss Anansi is is awesome. So anyway, back to the point. I wanted to end up on that so we could talk about something fun for the last fifteen minutes. Oh, you're what is, having fun. All right. I know, I know. My old roommate I'm used to say, that. "Don't worry about him. He just doesn't like to have fun." So, <laughs> but no, I mean, not fun. But I would say something lighter. Let's put it that way: something lighter, because I have enjoyed 
the hell out of this show. I mean, <laughs> just seeing Raga getting into it, having having more to say. Lee's coming in, just spitting flames, being like, "You're wrong." No, I'm just like, <laughs> no. But Lee's coming in, being like, "I I believe this," and I'm like, "Oh, she got the strong personality. I love it." And you know, it it was yeah. great. It was That's great. Yeah. So let's start off with just something. You started off Raga by saying that you, while we were trying to get ready for the show, being professional. You was trying to input video game codes into your computer. What game were you getting? Battlefield 4. So I switched Prime. Uh, I saw the little notifi- notification pop up. said free game. I was like, oh. So I went and got it. I will download that because I never played it. I'm, I'm going to shoot some people in the face later. It's going to be great. That's <laughs> yeah, Yikes. That's the one from uh, A-Typhus. That's the one from... Uh, uh, where you can like you're on horseback, you're it's like old. School. No, no, that's Battlefield One. Oh, see, I don't even know. Battlefield uh, Four is oh, right four, before that. No, Four yeah. was the one I actually played. I had the greatest, most sickest scope. That <laughs> sniping people everywhere. But so is that what you've been like? What have you been playing lately, though? You know what? I I put every game on hold until I finish Ori and the Will and the Wisps. I'm very close. I got one more um, Wisp to find. Um, and beat that owl's ass. Um, I've been grinding that game. Okay, all right. And Lee's what you yep. been what you been doing other than dreams? I know you've been cheating on us. What's going on? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> barely, barely. Uh... I played the forest for the first time once uh, on Sunday, and uh, you know it it was it was interesting. I I I liked it. It, it you know it had some things that I would I would be critical of, maybe not too surprising, but but uh, I I enjoyed it. It's nice because it's like a survival horror game, and I like I like survival games, like games you can sort of hang out in and like build and do but but also there's still like a threat there's still something uh looming it's not just creative mode there's there's something there's a reason you gotta like do it with pressure uh so i i really enjoyed enjoyed trying that out i'm probably gonna play it again next sunday too no so so you're doing just some studies some studies for your braga in case you didn't uh hear the made in dreams podcast last week she's working on a survival game in dreams yeah, yeah, I heard that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, I am working, or well, I'm constantly doing stuff, doing voiceovers and stuff for people in dreams. But, um, I don't really drink that much anymore. Uh, I used to be, I used to go hard, go hard. I'm talking like a whole bottle of Everclear hard, and and. Ooh. Yeah, and then start drinking something else because that wasn't enough. But now, I've pulled it all the way back. I I drink maybe maybe once every like four months, maybe, and even then it's like, you know, an amount that makes me ashamed of myself, <laughs> knowing my my past. But I I got a uh, pretty uh, pretty ripped the other night and and <laughs> and paid for it the entire weekend. Uh, because because I'm old and um, yeah, but it did cause me to finally buy Returnal. Oh, finally, finally, oh. because I for those to buy Returnal. <laughs> no, for for people that for people that don't know, I have this thing. 
okay? It takes, I, I don't cost a lot of money, okay? Just as a being. It doesn't cost very much for me to exist. I like, and for that reason, because I've always in my life been used to having nothing, like, I, I'm always really, like, I get stressed out when it comes to spending money. And I'm talking about money I have. Money that wouldn't set me back one bit, like at all. And I'll, it's like when I was young, my dad used to take me to Toys R Us. Story time, guys, story time. And uh, <laughs> and we would get allowances uh, working with my parents. And, you know, every now and again, we'd give it enough to where we could go buy a new game for Nintendo or Super Nintendo or Sega. And... Which my godmom got me all all of those because yeah nice. there was none of that coming from my parents um and uh, but even after I saved up all this money and I mean all this money like to to just to buy a specific game I would go into Toys R Us and I would just get the game they come in with the keys and take it out of the little thing and give it to me. And I'd sit there and stare at it for like 40 minutes because I just, at that time it was just like, yeah, I saved up all this money for it and I want it, but is there something else I should be doing? Should I just hold (laughs) on to this money? And that never left me. So when I say guys, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, flaunt or anything, but literally $60, it's still a lot of money to me, but it would not set me back in the least right now. And I still sat there since Returnal has released, actually since before it released, just looking at it and being like, maybe. Wow. I'll just sit in the store, just on the buy button, just looking. And I'd be like, well, let me go check a review. Knowing I'd seen all the reviews. Like, I'm just yeah. I'm just like trying to talk myself out of it. That's me on Amazon. It. Yeah. It's like, I researched this all day. I know it's inside and out. I'm just like, bye now. Yeah. <laughs> it's an emotional it process. So it's like, it like, I have the money. Just why does it pain me to buy things? <laughs> yeah. Why does it pain me to buy the thing that I got the money for? Like, like it's just, it's ridiculous. So, so like, I, um, yeah. So I finally bought it. And, uh, yeah, I was too gone to play it. Uh, there was no way I was going to play Returnal <laughs> in the state I was in, but I bought it. So I finally turned it on this morning to make my first couple of runs. And, uh, yo, that joint is dope. Yeah. Like, I knew it was dope before, but it's really dope. Like, super dope. So if you have a PS5, if you have a PS5, I only have mine by luck. By absolute luck, I, for those that don't know, a friend from college hit me up and was just like, yo, I got two PS5s. You want one? And I was like, what? what? And this is after I had given up. <laughs> I had given up on trying to do all of it or anything. And he was and it so just, mad about it, too. Yeah. And, and I was, oh, you don't know how mad I was. Because you, so you, you, can, you can understand this, Lee's. Look, 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 look. My PS4 was dying. And I, after everything I talked about with like the, the data corruption and I had lost all of my work and dreams and all this other stuff, I was like, yo, if I don't get that PS5, this thing is going to die and I'm not going to be able to work on anything in dreams. So I was out here scouring, 
Yo, I was out here talking to the people of the night trying to get me a PS5. <laughs> I, was, I was going hard trying to get that PS5. And then I just I had just given up. I was just like, I'm never going to get it. Never going to get it. Fine. <laughs> Fine. And so I stopped looking. And then that's when my friend called like two weeks later and was just like, yo, I got this joint. You want it? And I'm like, yo, I love you. I love you. PS5 love fairy. You. Yeah. Yeah. The you know, if I. <laughs> yo, real talk. Don't you doubt. Don't you doubt. PS5 Dustin. Because that. Sprinkle it on you real quick. Because that PS4 was doing <laughs> all types of, of stuff. All Good. types of stuff. And so now I'm oh, looking at my. Either lease? I don't have one. I don't. I'm waiting no. until it's cheaper or apparently, which is apparently a reality. Uh, the PS5 fairy just dropped one in my lap. Mm. Is that the thing that just happened? No, I'm way? saying the PS5 fairy oh. isn't in you. No, oh, oh. You, you need her to show up. Yeah, yeah. I got no, I got PS5 no fairies. I don't got, I got no dust. I got no prayers. I got no spells. I got no summons. Mm. I can't, I can't. I got no mana. I can't, I can't. Exactly, out of mana. <laughs> yeah, it says zero. Yes, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I do hope oh. that the fairy visits you because it was only when I finally just gave up Me too. that I was just like, mm, I, I didn't because I had to give up on so many things, so many things, poor first world problems that I, <laughs> I couldn't get the hope PS5, I couldn't get the fairies PS5, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get the new fairies. GPU, I'm the sitting here ones. working with the old <laughs> GPU. Is all types of stuff, but that's a magical thing, yeah. Lord. We usually wait for the big price drop anyway. See, I, I yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. If my PlayStation Four yeah, wasn't way too much demand, yeah, y'all are my, waiting. Gonna be waiting a while. If my PlayStation okay. Four was not dying, I would not have been so up because I had already said before that I was just gonna be like, yeah, whatever, it's coming out. And then when it came out and I was looking at the state of this, the PlayStation four and I was like, yo, this joint's going to die. And I still got work to do on Dino. I still got the, the, all the different projects that I shouldn't have signed up for that I signed up for. And, <laughs> and I got my own stuff I'm trying to do. So yeah, anyway, anyway, so, so please have you enjoyed yourself? Very much so. Are, are you lying to me? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no. I mean, of course, it is a. It's not a black and white feeling that I have. It's shades of gray, but uh, but it leans towards yes. I've had a very fun time. Good, Good. pleasantly riled. <laughs> See, yeah. that's what I, that's what I wanted. I wanted that. I wanted to just pleasantly riled. That's a great way of putting it, Ren. Is it Ren or Rennie or how, how should I be pronouncing Ryan? this? Okay, now you're going, going too far. You, yeah, you're you going too Rennie. far. Rennie. Yes, okay, what? Rennie. Awesome, awesome. Rennie, okay. 50, would you say there's 50 shades? <laughs> Not, I don't know. Oh. Maybe, well, yeah. Boom shakalaka. You see yourself <laughs> up out of here, brother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> After that. I honestly yeah. expected Milo to come with that. Honestly, <laughs> Milo loves showing up and saying these things to me. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think we are we are done for the day. Hopefully, we haven't scared Lee's off. She'll come back and see us, so we can 
get oh, yeah. hot and heavy about some other stuff. It'll oh, be yeah. it'll be perfect because I still need to know what you think of aliens, but we can't do we can't go into that yet. We'll 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 get into that uh, whenever you come back. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll be back whenever you'll have me. Thank you for having me now. Oh no, my pleasure. you have alien my opinions? Pleasure. Of course, I'm I'm human, oh, aren't I? Yes. Let's do that. Are you? No, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about how them did Hulk dirty? Oh, I forgot. Boom. You were the person that was talking that. Boom. We gonna oh, talk yeah, about. Well, we gonna talk about Hulk. Yeah. Um. Um. Maybe next week, maybe next week that that'll be that'll be one of the topics because I I don't know maybe they've beaten me down but yeah uh that's it guys we're we're done we're done before I get talking about the Hulk and aliens and yeah how it's all a setup it's all a setup but anyway that's, <laughs> all right all right. All right, um, who's online right now? I'll send these lovely people somewhere. Um, let me see, where's that raid thing? Raid channel. Uh, Keld Beyonds and Sauceless One. Let's go see Sauceless One. I'm sure he's making some good music. So, there we go. Thanks again, everybody. And I hope you have had fun. I have. And that's all that's really important. But the point is, no, I'm just, <laughs> let me stop. Catch y'all later. This guy. Bye.